You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is the two-year anniversary, not so, special. And of course, you know me by now, we're pals. I'm your boy, Leroy, and I'm coming at you straight out of my closet with some answers to some questions supplied by you, the listeners. It's going to be fantastic. I always feel like these Q&A shows come off a tad bit douchey, like the host thinks they're some kind of celebrity or something, which is why I'm doing it, because I am a tad bit douchey, and heck... I want to celebrate. Hell yeah, baby. Two years is no easy feat. Now, this format is going to be very laid back, like much more than usual. I'm basically just going to answer your questions. You don't even have to set foot in the minivan. Oh, what's that? You still want to get in? Fine. All right, everybody. Hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with some listener questions. Listener question number one, and two and three, I guess, come in from Darren Langdon. Oi, mate, 
Yeah, he's a real heavy hitter over in the private Facebook group for Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Uh, He's always got something funny going on over there. And we message back and forth from time to time, so he's a good dude. He says, so I'll kick it off with an easy Q&A question. Leroy, why did you get into podcasting, mate? Oh man, that one is a mouthful. Little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, Usually my episodes are basically fully scripted, I'd say 95% of them. For this Q&A, I looked over everyone's questions, and I came up with answers, and I just kind of wrote my answers in very point form. For example, the answer to this question, I wrote, brother. And obviously, I need to elaborate on that. When I go off script, the likes and uhs and ums really start flowing. But don't worry, I'm going to edit the shit out of this. So, you know what, I'm going to crack a beer here too. Extremely unprofessional, by the way. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, you shouldn't be cracking beers open here. But, hey, this is the anniversary special, baby. So that's how we do it. I'm nursing a couple of uh, tall boys of Coroni over here just to keep things light, you know. Okay, so sometime back in 2016, um, a little over six years ago, my brother came to visit, Jack Luna. Shout out. And he was really into podcasts at the time, and I had no idea what a podcast even was. I was one of those annoying people. And he tried to explain it to me. He said he thought I would really enjoy it, and I could listen at work. Because I was already listening to some music, but it gets kind of boring. And as you all know, podcasts are way better to listen to while you work, while you're cleaning, while you're in the car, stuff like that. So he described it to me, and I was... Like, so is it like a, it's like a radio show then, I guess, or something, right? Like, but it's not live? And he goes, well, yeah, sort of, something like that. <laughs> and he hooked me up with a couple shows. Uh, we'd always been into Unsolved Mysteries, America's Most Wanted growing up, and he was really into the true crime podcast. So uh, the first ones he introduced me to were True Murder with Dan Zupanski. That's one I still listen to to this day. And, of course... True Crime Garage with Nick and the Captain, Uh, another one of my, still one of my favorites, all these years later, six years later. Nick and the Captain were doing this two-parter on a missing girl from uh, Victoria, BC, and that one caught my attention, it was really sad. Um, It's coming up on 10 years, she's she's still missing, Emma Filipoff, and they gave a shout out to another podcast, Nighttime Podcast, and he had interviewed... Emma's mom and the number one suspect at one point, this kind of creepy guy, Julian. So when I heard about that, I checked out that podcast. That became one of my favorites. And now Jordan, the host there, he's one of of my pals. So that turned out pretty well. And now over the years, I've just picked up on so many different podcasts and I'm actually friends with other podcasters, acquaintances, I guess you'd say. It's not like we really hang out, but uh, Once Upon a Crime, Esther, she's one of my favorite people. True crime guys, there's just way too many to name. Okay, yeah, that that didn't even answer your question yet, though, did it? Um, A little bit after that, my brother messaged me, and he's like, hey, I'm thinking of doing a true crime podcast on my own. I was like, cool, man. Not really thinking much of it, not thinking he was going to follow through with it. We kind of had a habit of doing that. But to my surprise, I think it was February of 2017, so about five and a half years ago, all of a sudden, he messages me again, and he's like, oh, check out my podcast. He, he had actually put an episode out, and it was a really good one uh, on David Most, this, this messed up killer dude that I had never heard of. And yeah, I was actually proud of him. I was shocked that he actually went through with it. And really having no journalism background, no 
you know, he wasn't a police officer or in the radio business or whatever ridiculous things I thought that you would need to start a podcast. He's a great writer, so he's just doing it basically on raw talent alone and not even really marketing himself that much. And yeah, it didn't take him long. It took him about six months to get a pretty decent following, maybe 4,000, 5,000 people. And yeah, that felt crazy because when he first started, he said, you know, if two, 300 people listen, that would be really cool. Of course, he didn't realize how much work it was going to be and stuff. But yeah, he did a really great job with that. And then about three months later, he started up a Patreon, as most people do. And I don't know if he was hurting for ideas. He says he was. He wasn't really sure what to do, but I think he was just throwing me a bone, being nice. Whatever the reason was, he invited me to be his co-host on a show on Patreon. And we ended up calling it the Luna Bin, and we would do weird stuff. We would cover serial killers, last meals, last words, stuff like that talk about different serial killer memorabilia people had. We would just bust each other's chops, talk about growing up together, and people were really loving it. And as he got bigger and bigger, I kept doing it with him for about two and a half years. And then he ended up hooking up with uh, this character, the operator. And things started going a different route. I was kind of starting to feel a little bit obsolete. Jack's always been good to me. He wouldn't have kicked me out of it, I don't think. But I was I was seeing the writing on the wall that they were going in a different direction. So I basically told him what I had been thinking. And that was, uh, you know, I started to get that itch that I wanted to start my own podcast. And he said that was a great idea. You know, so we stopped doing the Luna Bins. And eventually after a year, I finally put out the first episode of my podcast. And I wanted to stay in the true crime realm, but... You know, I'm really goofy and stuff, so I came up with the idea of covering petty crimes. It was something no one else was really doing at the time, at least not doing it in the way I was going to do it. So I was really excited about it, and I wish I had gotten into it a little sooner because COVID hit, and then all these other people started podcasting, and, you know, I feel like I kind of got lost in the mix more than I would have if I had taken charge and, and put in an episode a year before that. It's tough, though, doing a podcast, especially on your own. Um, at least you have someone to banter with if you're with another person and it's a, a lot more fun. At least doing the Luna Bins with my brother, like totally, mostly unscripted, we would do them and I would have a few beers, we'd have some laughs and that was really fun. Totally different ball game when you're by yourself with a script in the sweaty closet like I'm in now. It smells like a bathhouse in here by the time I'm done. I've never been in a bathhouse, but. Smells like guys getting it on and sweat and stuff. And that that's kind of what it smells like in here when I'm finished. And yeah, when I first started, I was so excited to get into it. But when I first started recording, man, it just felt so unnatural. And I cried. I cried a, a few times because I really didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And I wanted to do it so bad, but it just felt so unnatural. Um, I was really shaky. You can even hear it on the first few episodes. I've thought about taking them down before because it might uh, turn off new listeners. You know, you go through some growing pains when you first start a podcast, but I thought, oh, well, um, this is me and I want new people to, you know, be able to go on the journey with me and see my progression over the years and stuff. It, it sucks when you get rid of all that stuff. You know, you might sound more polished when people listen to your first episode, say they started with episode 20. I probably sound a bit better. But I like people to know where I came from. And I don't want to forget my roots and all that either. So anyways, did I answer your question there? I got into podcasting because uh, my brother was a podcaster. That's <laughs> basically it. And 
Yeah, my kids, when, when he got me doing the Patreon with them, my kids, I had a three-month-old and a two-year-old. And, you know, I was working midnights at a warehouse, which I still do. And I'd basically given up. I really enjoy entertaining people and stuff, but I, I'd given up on anything like that and was just ready to settle into a life of obscurity, you know, working for the man, which was fine. But uh, this really lit a fire under me and I, it really, it's really helped me out. And yeah, my brother to thank for that. So if you're listening to this, Jack, I really appreciate you, man. Okay, that was a really long first question. <laughs> I'm going to have to bang out some of these a little quicker. I don't want you guys to lose interest. So uh, here's another one from Darren. What did he say here? He goes, just interested. How many hours do you spend researching, recording, and writing each episode? Okay, everyone is different, and I don't know if you're thinking of doing a podcast or if anyone out there is thinking of doing one. It it is a lot of work, especially if you if you want to do a good one and respect the listeners and actually edit it and do your research, depending on the format. Say you're gonna do a true crime one. My stories are a little shorter. I just find a few news articles and stuff. So the research, once I've figured out my idea, I just research for probably an hour and you know, write down in point form the direction I want to go with it. Uh, obviously, I got to put it in my own words, put my own spin on it, add my own little side stories and find side research and stuff like that. But yeah, it usually takes me probably an hour or two for that. And then actually writing it, that's anywhere from seven to 10 hours for me. And my episodes are only maybe 25 to 30 minutes long. So I'm a little bit slow and I get distracted, but... Yeah, say eight hours for that. Say we're up to about 10 hours. And then when I get into the closet, that just takes me about an hour, we'll say, to record it. And surprisingly, I spend about two hours editing it. And that's taking out my breathing noises, weird mouth gurgles. You know, I try my best to take out most of those. I'm reading it, most of it just off the script that I've written. So I change my tone a lot. Like sometimes I'll you know, almost like an actor, I'll do the same scene maybe three times in a row. And then when I'm editing, choose the best one that I like. Then I got to listen back to it and just make sure that it flows well and that I didn't miss anything. The odd time I've come across something later when I've listened to my episode later and to my horror, I've said the same thing twice in a row or something like that. So usually I catch all those things because I re-listen to it, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I zone out. But yeah, you're probably looking at maybe... 15 hours of work put into each episode and that's just for me some people put in probably even double that uh who knows it's a lot of work and it's not for everybody but personally i find it really rewarding not to sound cheesy but yeah i, I like getting feedback from people and yeah i can see it being a little disheartening if if you don't have that following right away i got lucky because my brother and, you know, I'd built up a bit of a name for myself beforehand. So I had a couple thousand people basically immediately. So that was nice. And I'd just been building off of that. But yeah, anyone looking into doing this, I don't know, just be prepared to do put in some work. But it is fun. And I don't know, there's, there is some other bullshit to it. You know, you got to research, write, edit. You have to figure out all that stuff. You have to try to market yourself, which I'm terrible at. There's social media. There's just uh, dealing with advertisers and then it's a lot, but it's a fun time. If you're in it for the right reasons, I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. That was another long answer. <laughs> what else we got? And finally, Darren asks, this is his last question here. Now that your brother ain't with 1159 Media, 
Are we going to hear more from the Luna Boys together in new podcast slash projects? Yeah, the thing with that is, okay, so my brother had this company with the operator and uh, they ended up parting ways. I don't know all the details. It's not my place to say anyways, but he's back to being on his own. And to be honest, he doesn't have more time than before. He probably has about the same time. He's a busy guy. He already does the, we brought back the Luna bins that I was discussing before, and that's on my Patreon every month. So we always do that. I did have another idea that I've been batting around in my head about. I never mentioned it to Jack, but since you asked that question, Darren, I did talk to him and he appears to be on board with us doing an extra show on the Patreon together. And I don't want to give too many details about it yet, but it's not really true crime related, but it has to do with reading reviews and, um, Okay, well, I'll just say it. Um, I want to look up different really weird businesses, and we just kind of, we'll talk about the business, read some reviews about it, you know, have some laughs, talk about it. Probably just be like a 20, 25-minute episode, and we'll do that once a month. Uh, I might be jumping the gun here a bit, but that's what I, I kind of brought it up to Jack, and he was on board with it. So look for that, hopefully, in September. So that'll be some more Patreon content coming your way. But as for that, as for like doing an actual podcast with my brother or anything, uh, no, he's very busy and I'm pretty busy too myself. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but you know, I, I got a lot going on too. Okay. Uh, thanks for the question. So Darren, I probably never would have brought that up to my brother. So you can take part responsibility for that new show happening. My you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Okay, let's bang out a couple easy ones here. Reeve M. says, Good evening, fine Canadian man. What is your day job? Or what industry do you work in? The minivan. Is it a Toyota? Thanks for the question, Reeve. Yeah, by night, I work in a warehouse. I pick orders and mostly load trucks. Very boring stuff. So yeah, I do throw a headphone in one ear and I listen to podcasts about five hours a night. So that's all right. And by day, I am a semi-successful podcaster. Yeah, it's a warehouse with uh, groceries. It's, I don't know, it's a job. I've never really been that motivated to figure out a job I enjoyed that much. At least this one, it's not much of a commute. It's pretty stress-free, and I can work on my podcast a bit during the night too, so that's all right. As for the minivan, is it a Toyota? Okay, I'm going to level with you. I'm a bit of a phony here. I do like the idea of the minivan, but I've never actually had a minivan. 
My wife has told me our next vehicle, she wants to be a minivan. I'm picturing one of those ones from the early 90s, maybe tinted windows, red velvet seats, <laughs> something like that. You know, those uh, those wooden beads all over it. I don't know why people used to have those on seats. Maybe it was good for your back or something. To me, the minivan represents that you're, that you're getting older officially, and I'm kind of in denial about that, but I think a minivan would be nice. My buddy Simon got it. I don't know what type of minivan it was, but he was always bragging about it when he got it. He was showing people, he's like, oh, it's got heated seats, it's got the stow-and-go. He's just going on and on about how much room it had, and I would always laugh at him. My mom had a big station wagon. This is probably in the early 90s, and I kind of regret saying minivan. I kind of wish I had you guys piling into the station wagon at the beginning, but, you know, it's too late to change things. And the minivan has lots of room, so that's cool. Okay, next up is Vinny, my man. This guy's sending me story ideas all the time. He's a new listener. Love you, Vinny. He says, do you record a new take singing Let's Get Criminal for each episode? Congratulations on reaching two years. Well, thanks, Vinny. Let me take a moment to rehydrate here for a second. Yes, I do sing it every damn time. You'll notice that sometimes I sound better than other times. Especially now, I still have a bit of cold. It's been a few weeks. So yeah, it gets harder to reach those high notes, but every single time, baby. And originally, I was going to have the actual music from Let's Get Physical in the background and do that once and then just play that every single time. But I'm not sure. I don't want to get sued by Olivia Newton-John. You know, I don't want to deal with all those headaches. So you just got to listen to my voice, I guess. And I love doing it, to be honest. This next one's from Rachel C. She says, Leroy, you look like a board game guy. What's your favorite board game to play on a Saturday night? First of all, thank you, I guess. I look like a board game guy. (laughs) Some people might take that as an insult. But yes, you are right. I do love me a good board game. Scrabble. I love Scrabble. I played a lot with my dad growing up. And I feel like I'm pretty good. I can hold my own in Scrabble. It's a, it's a fun game. You get to use your brain and relax with the other person, have a good conversation and stuff. I, I always enjoyed that. I know a lot of people just play online now. I was playing online for a while, and I just played like 20 different games at the same time. But it doesn't have the same feel as just playing there uh, on the board with someone, you know, in the kitchen, feeling the tiles between your fingers and all that. Played a lot of Yahtzee with my mom. I still enjoy Yahtzee. I play that with my kids now. I also play a lot of Jenga. Man, I'm really good at Jenga. Some might say I have the hands of a virgin. Very shaky, very sweaty, but somehow I make it work for me. I rarely lose in Jenga. Obviously, I like some of the old games, but uh, my wife and I are very competitive. And we like catchphrase. I don't know if you know that, but it's like a handheld game. We bring that almost everywhere we go when we hang out with our friends and we bust that out. And things get pretty wild. We've had a lot of awkward car rides home after playing games like that we both get pretty competitive but uh we've we've learned to to deal with each other usually we're not on the same team (laughs) we have different styles we both think we're the the best player in the room i'm a better clue giver than i am a guesser but if you're not familiar with the game it's really easy you'll have a category say it's celebrities or something like that that's usually my favorite okay i'll do one for you guys okay so this is an actor he was in national treasure con air Uh, He went bankrupt, you know, he's a bunch of shitty movies. If you haven't gotten this by now, 
this is where we switch it up. Say the person's like, oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. So then you got to think on the fly, like, oh, I got it. Okay, so his last name, uh, you, you know, the um, Smashing Pumpkin song. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a... And then say you said Cage, right? Be like, yeah, that's his last name. So then you're like, oh, uh, last name Cage. Uh, 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 I'm still not ringing a bell. At this point, I would probably want to throttle you. Like, I would probably grab you by the throat from the other side of the table but then yeah you, you got to get them to to guess the first name as well and the way i would do that is um I don't, oh, oh uh, you know santa claus people call him jolly old saint and if the person's like nick and they're like nick cage uh, uh, and you're like well okay make his first name longer and the person's like nicole and you're like no like a guy's name longer and then they beat uh, uh, Nicholas. Yeah, now say the whole fucking thing. And then they go, Nicholas Cage? And I go, yeah, obviously. And then you hit next and you hand it to the next person um, on the other team. And then they keep going. And once the if the buzzer goes and it's in your hand, then the other team gets a point. And it's super intense. Um, it's a lot of fun. I usually like to have a few drinks and play that. And um, yeah, we, we get pretty wild with that one. Man, my blood's pumping right now. I want to play a game right now. Okay, I'm fired up. Uh, Suzanne R., what does she say? Leroy, I want to rep my favorite podcast. When's the merch coming out, boy? First of all, thank you, Suzanne R. Thank you for the interest. Merch is a weird thing for me. I have so much going on with the podcast. I just, I don't want to deal with the headaches of merch. I know I'd probably be able to do okay selling some stuff. Maybe some people would want some t-shirts, hoodies, I don't know, a mug, some stickers, stuff like that. I guess I could get with a company that would just do all of that. I don't want to really be involved in the creative process. It's just headaches for me I don't want to deal with. And if you get a shitty product and it'll probably be overpriced, I don't I don't want to be messaged about that. I don't know. But it would probably be a thing where I just maybe get 20% of the profits and some company deals with it. I don't know. I see these other podcasts. Sometimes they'll have like two episodes out and you know, they're, they're selling swag immediately and that's fine for them. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't interest me. A couple of listeners have shown me things that they've just made on their own. And yeah, they even asked me like, uh, are you okay if I do this? And yeah, of course, I don't know. Make, make whatever you want especially if you're creative and you can save yourself some money or whatever. That's great. Like I do appreciate people want, wanting to, to wear stuff or, or have a mug and stuff like that. It's just, I'll, I'll look into it, but I just have other things I kind of need to focus on. You know, I don't mean to sound like a dick with that comment. I feel like a dick. I just, I don't, I don't want to be dealing with, with all that merch stuff, but I will look into it in the future. And if it's easy enough, Yes, I will get some merch going. But if you want to make something on your own, by all means, go ahead. Show it to me. I'll, I'll retweet it or re, I don't know, whatever people do on social media. Um, I'll show it to people. It's its totally cool. But yeah, I should at least get some stickers going, right? Uh, my wife is pretty talented with just making shirts and stuff. But uh, she doesn't want to make them in bulk and doesn't want to be responsible of something. Sometimes stuff peels off, but I want her to make a straight out of the closet t-shirt. You know, those shirts, that they're just black and white. It looks, it says straight out of Compton or something like that. It would be like in that font and just say straight out of the closet, which sounds like a sexual innuendo, which I don't know. I kind of partly mean it that way, but obviously, you know, I am coming at you straight out of the closet. I'm in the closet right now.
literally and figuratively. No, I, I do all the stuff in my closet, so I always thought that was funny. So I'm going to get my wife to make me one of those shirts. And I got one that says, let's get criminal on it that I wear. So I do, I guess I do have some ideas. We'll see. Thanks, Suzanne. Next up, we got John S. who says, Leroy, you had the voice of an angel. What's your go-to karaoke song? First of all, thanks for noticing, John. And secondly, I've never done karaoke. I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. I, it's scary. And um, my wife's mom, I guess my mother-in-law, uh, she's a pretty good singer. I wouldn't really tell that to her face, but she is. And if you're listening, mom, um, yeah, you're an all right singer. But uh, me and my wife always laugh because she has a habit of making every song sound like it's from the 1950s. Like she could be singing wet ass pussy and you wouldn't even know it unless you really listen to the lyrics. Because she'd be like, get a bucket and a mop for that wet ass pussy. Or... I like big butts and I cannot lie, you other brothers can't deny. Stuff like that. She sound like friggin' Frank Sinatra or something out there. And a three-minute song, it doesn't seem that long when you're listening to it, but that's a lifetime up there on the stage. But if I had to choose one, if you're making me choose, I would go with More Than Words by Extreme. That is probably my favorite song, maybe. It's beautiful. I love it. And yeah, I would, I would do something like that. Jack Black and Jimmy Fallon actually did their own version of that. They did the video take by take. It's like identical. And I know it was like a joke, but man, Jack Black's got some chops. He's a, he's a good singer. And I like that better than the original version, to be honest. I'll throw that on and I, I'll sing along with that. I love that. But as for karaoke, uh, no thank you. I'd have to have a lot of drinks and it would be terrible. I'll stick to the shower and the closet for my singing. Okay, next up, Chris Knapp. Uh, this guy's funny. I, I see him on Facebook all the time, too. I like him. He says, if you could commit any of the crimes that you've covered and get away scot-free, which would it be and why? That is actually a great question. And I really had to think about that. The Denny's episode came to mind for me. Remember that that waiter who received a, a blowjob from the young lady in lieu of a tip? That guy got fired. I'm not sure if he's really breaking the law. I guess ugh, if the health inspector came, I mean, he's probably breaking some of some of those laws. Mishandling of meat or lewd behavior, something like that. Oh, another one from that same from that Denny's episode. There's a guy who went in and he faked being some head honcho. Like he was acting like he was going to be the new manager taking over effective immediately coming in from head office. And he had a suit and everything. Oh, man, I envy that guy. I wish I had the balls to pull something like that off. He even went in the back. He was telling people to make him a burger and fries. Uh, no one was doing it, so he just started working the grill on his own. And he's telling the manager there that he's taking over. She said she's going to call corporate, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. And, you know, he fixed himself up a meal. Oh, man, just had the balls to do that. And then he sat down and ate it. He had a briefcase that I think it had some meth in it or <laughs> Something that's all it had in it. That guy knows how to have a good time. So I guess like ah, if I could get away with that, that's just more I envy that guy. But to be honest, oh Jimmy Bags, episode three. That guy was emptying the parking meters for his job, and he nickel and dimed his way to a small fortune. I think about two hundred and ten thousand dollars before he got caught. So if I could do that, where my job was to check the meters and then just for four hours of the day, I was just collecting coins for myself. 
And, you know, if I get away with $500,000 or something and not get caught and then just quit and just, oh, man, have all that cash. Yeah, that's that's the one I would go with. Jimmy Bags. That was episode three, if you haven't listened. Jimmy Bags. Shout out. Great question, though, man. A lot of good questions here. I, I enjoy them. You guys are funny. So uh, we just got a couple more and then, you know, we'll get out of here. Next, we got Lisa Kay. She says, Leroy, love the show. I just can't get enough. But waiting 10 days to hop in the minivan is too damn long. Can you make this a weekly show? Pretty please. Love what you do. Thanks, Lisa. I love what I do too. Uh, the thing with that is I, I just don't have enough time. I work full time and my kids are seven and five. And so I do three episodes a month. You know, I hate to say it, but there's also Patreon. Um, I do a regular bonus episode every month in the fashion that you're used to. And then me and my brother do the Luna Bin episode where we talk about weird stuff and just have a good time. Those episodes are anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And okay, here's the deal. I have about 115 people on Patreon. So realistically, if I had 200 people over there, so I need another 85, then that could be at the point where I would talk to my work and switch to part-time. I could just work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night. That would sort of wean me off midnights, which I've been wanting to get off for the past 10 years, really. It's um, brutal. And I'd be able to work there part-time and focus more on the podcast, focus more on my kids, focus more on my health mentally, physically. Uh, That is the ultimate goal. So I guess I will make that deal. If I can get to 200 people on Patreon, you know, and then the revenue I get with the ads and stuff like that, uh, that would be enough for me to go part-time. And hopefully, eventually, I could do this full-time. Like, I don't want to sound greedy, but that, I mean, that is my dream. I've never really had a dream, but I have a dream now, and it's to do this podcast full-time. And and yeah, so uh, 200 patrons, and I would be able to make this a weekly show. So right now, I do 36 episodes a year. That's three a month. So I would switch that up to 52 a year. I just put one out every Monday, probably. And I would do 40 regular numbered episodes. And I have an idea of something I'd want to do at the end of each month. I would still do a story, but I might add in just weird laws in different places. And I might just talk about strange stories that aren't necessarily illegal, but just strange things I come across in the paper and I I would make a cool story out of it. Because, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on that's not necessarily breaking the law. But, you know, there's a lot of wild people out there and I would enjoy searching them up and doing that. So that's the deal I'll make. 200 patrons. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for. I know uh, Patreon's not everyone's thing. I I understand that. I listen to probably freaking 40 different podcasts and that gets pretty pricey if you're like me so you can't you know you got to pick and choose who you support or if you want to do it at all you know maybe you don't have the cash or you just like listening for free and i get that especially with the way the world is right now inflation and everything but yeah unfortunately that's the only way i can do a weekly show is to just have more time to do so and that's the way thanks lisa Okay, uh, we just have, we'll just do one more, okay? And then we'll get you out of here. I don't want to be yapping for too long. Um, this last one's a good one. Virginia says, Hey, Leroy, 
What are the highlights and lowlights you've experienced since starting the podcast? That is a very good question. Okay, I'll start with the lowlights, if that's even a word. I can't really think of any. I mean, I, I wish this podcast was more popular. I don't know if that's really a low light. I should be thankful with what I got, though. I got a lot of you guys listening, and you're very supportive, so I do appreciate you. But I, I just wish this was a huge podcast. I'd like to have a little influence in the business. I'd like to help out the, the smaller podcast, too. If anyone is listening with the podcast, you know, you want to swap promos or whatever, I'm quite approachable. Just Just ask me. Let me know. I wish I had the kind of power of a Kardashian or something like that, where I could just be like, yeah, I'm wearing this lipstick today. And then, you know, it's a small company. And then all of a sudden overnight, it changes their lives because all these people are rushing out to get that lipstick. I'm not wearing lipstick right now, by the way. <laughs> not that there'd be anything wrong with that. But I just mean that in the podcast realm. There's there's a few podcasts that have an influence like that. You know, I don't know if they necessarily use that to their advantage. I've gotten some negative reviews from some people. That used to affect me, but now I just realize they're they're just kind of douchey. And there's a lot of people like that in this world. So to be honest, I'm surprised I don't get more negative feedback like that. People, have, for the most part, have been pretty good to me. So I guess negative feedback would be a, a low light. But really, it's it's not a big deal. I can handle it. I don't really care. Highlights. Oh, there's lots. I, I get to hang out with my brother quite a bit um, doing the shows and stuff. So that's cool because we weren't really talking as much as we'd like to um, before this this podcast stuff started. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. I get to entertain people. People are always telling me how I, I help them get through their chores or their boring days at work. So that's really cool. That's rewarding. I've never had anyone say that type of stuff to me. So that's the kind of doors podcasting opens to you. There's a lot of people just around the world uh, talking to me, which is cool. And other podcasters, Esther of Once Upon a Crime always comes to mind. She's probably my favorite. Jordan of Nighttime Podcast, obviously my brother. I want to eventually get a booth at CrimeCon and, and start doing that every year or every other year, depending where it is. Uh, the next one's in, a, I think, 13 months from now. I think it's next August. It's about a year from now. And unfortunately, that one's in Orlando. And normally, yeah, that would have been cool. But uh, my family and I just went there in May. So yeah, we're not looking to make the journey there again. But yeah, my wife's on board each crime con. It'd be cool to just go to a different place for like a week. I can meet listeners, hook up with other podcasters and hang out and make some new friends. And that, that would be really cool. So I want to start doing that, and then I'd probably just chill out a few extra days with my family and stuff. But yeah, that would be so cool. And that's basically it. Let's end it on that note, I think. This has gone on long enough. You know what? The minivan, I'm not even going to have it screech to a halt. How's about I take you guys to Denny's? Since we've been talking about Denny's, I'm getting hungry. So my treat, let's let's cruise on over to Denny's. Uh, I don't have enough to cover the tip, so yeah, you guys are going to have to cover the tip there. Don't worry, we'll get ourselves a handsome waiter, and we'll be good to go. Or maybe we'll do the old dine and dash. Oh man, I have a I have a really good story about a dine and dash that I've been putting off a bit, because it's, it's sort of a long one. Anyways, I appreciate all you guys. I feel like I say that a lot, but I also feel like I don't say it enough. Thank you for listening and supporting me for these two years. Here's to uh, hopefully two years more, hopefully way more than that, 22 years more. There are so many creeps that I still need to talk about. All right, guys, take care. This has been fun. <laughs>
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.